What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening everybody and thanks for joining us for another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as the Miami Dolphins uh, travel back from their uh, London excursion, and it's just a dismal day for the Miami Dolphins as they are shut out by the New Orleans Saints 20 to nothing in uh, what uh, eerily resembled the exact same game that the uh, Miami Dolphins played against the New York Jets the uh, prior week, uh, with the exception of uh, an absolute uh, garbage touchdown at the end of the game on the last play against the Jets. Uh, it would have been uh, almost the exact same score, everything. Um, Miami Dolphins just really uh, off kilter, and they have uh, been struggling uh, tremendously on offense. They can't seem to get anything going, but to go out again to London where they have not had much success at all, um, Whoever, uh, you know, uh, looking at scheduling these games out there, I mean, the Miami Dolphins in London has just been an abysmal trip for them for the last five years or so that they've been doing it. But um, they just really look like a team that is in uh, desperate need of of, uh, some kind of spark um, all around the board, but uh, especially on offense as – it, it has just culminated that they just cannot seem to do anything at all on the offensive side of the ball, as the scoreboard certainly um, depicts from the last two weeks. And uh, you can say that you know there, there's obviously been um, a lot of turmoil uh, with this team, both uh, before the season and then as the team has went on, and then uh, with the hurricane and, and, and everything. You kind of look back at opening day, uh, their opening game out in um, uh, L.A. versus the Chargers, and, you know, what seemed like they uh, just couldn't really get it together, but, you know, got a win, and maybe they were lucky to get that win, um, because the way this team's looking right now, uh, you can't really say, well, they could be 3-0, and you know, if not for a couple of things like you normally would say. Instead, you look at it and say, wow, they're a step away from being 0-3, and they can really be 0-3. And it's a shame because 
you're looking at a year where the New England Patriots uh, certainly are not the New England Patriots. They have a lot of problems up there, and they're 2-2 two and two right now. They can be 1-3 and three very easily. So you're looking at a division that uh, you know would have been open and still is open. If the Miami Dolphins could get their stuff together, they could have been leading this division and really making a, a run to compete uh, to, to win the division. But instead, they just look like they have uh, no semblance of, of, you know, what this team needs to uh, to get in gear. And uh, 2017, of course, uh, was, uh, was a strange year from the get-go because of their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, and, and you knew it was going to be troublesome. Uh, you figured that the Jay Cutler move, you know, may, may pan out. And, and um, you know, it's very early in, but right now the uh, – Initial results certainly do not look that way. And maybe we're finding out that Ryan Tannehill is a much better quarterback than a lot of people have given him credit for. And if you look at that draft, you know, you can make an argument um, that, you know, he's certainly one of the better quarterbacks taken from a very high quarterback-heavy draft. Now with the Andrew Luck injury, um, you know, out there, uh, you know, it just it, it opens up a lot of questions. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, of course, is in that draft as well. So, but um, you know, it's just certainly an interesting conversation to have. So, without further ado, uh, let me welcome in my sidekick here, Rich, to the show. Rich, I could have pressed the repeat play button from our show last week, with the exception of your, uh, your, you know, your rant at the end, which had nothing to do with the game. We literally could have put the the replay button on, and I feel like it would have almost, you know, been the same as the game that they just played. I, I thought I was dreaming, you know, because you know I basically, you know, didn't sleep that much, you know, because the game was on so early, and and you know I'm like I'm like like pinching myself in my. Am I just sleeping and I'm dreaming that the game last week is on again? Am I in 90 degrees again? You know, and then I realized I was home and it was an air conditioning and I was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate. No, I can relate. I mean, you know, like you said, I, I guess you, you you opened up that first can of worms, so we might as well stay there. The 9.30 start. I understand what they're doing. You're right on the money with this. I mean, they want to get a team there and they want it to start at 1 o'clock. So now everybody here has to suffer. And you'll meet some people and say, oh, I like it. You know, because you know, people, there, there are the people that are, you know, they're up at 6.30 for no reason, you know, on a Sunday morning. Okay, if you're like us and we watch football all day, okay, we don't we don't get called out at one o'clock to go to a christening or you know or, or we have to go to dinner at four thirty. Okay, my Sunday is from one o'clock until midnight. Okay, no one bothers me. I watch football all day. No one can physically watch football from nine in the morning until one in the morning. It's impossible. Right. You know, I've actually had this talk with some people. I'm glad you brought that up because I've actually had this talk with, with early risers and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, I, I really enjoy the game. You know, I, I, I like having an early breakfast game. Oh, and God. then I watch the whole slate and then on to the night game. You know, and they tell me this and they're like, and then it capulates, you know, with the, the Sunday you're night game. Like but I, night. I, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I would be willing to bet that those people, if you go where they are at, let's say, 1030, which would be like around halftime of the the, yes. the Sunday night game, I guarantee they're, they're out like a light as well. They're not watching Absolutely that game. Absolutely done. Absolutely and done. I wouldn't be surprised no. if they're, they're tuning out late in the 4, four o'clock games. I don't even think they're making it but, to them. But why should lifelong fans have to suffer because their agenda is to put a team in London? 
I, I don't yeah, understand. I mean, a country that most of the country could give a crap about this stuff anyway. And we have to cater to them. And I mean, if you live on the West Coast, the game starts at six in the morning. Yeah, I I did that math when uh, you know when they were doing the week before, and I said, you know, this is like a six o'clock in the morning game if you're it's on the West the Coast. Yeah. And, yeah, and know, they do ridiculous. bring California teams there too. There's there there's the Raiders. I mean, there's different teams that play in London. Now I don't well, know. How about the you week know, the... Yeah, how about the week before where you had a streaming on Yahoo? I mean, uh, you yeah. know, we pay for the football package every year. Why? Why should they be able to take a game away from us where we have to go look at it at another venue? Now, again, I don't care about that game, but if I did, why should I have to be inconvenienced? There's something I'm paying for already to go look at another venue because Yahoo's giving the NFL more money. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just we I just think... keep getting stepped on and stepped on and stepped on, and nobody cares. You know? Well, I think the overwhelming tone of the NFL, even if it's hidden, has always been greed. And I don't think there's any oh, way around course. that. They and don't that, hide you it know, too well. No, no, and it just seems like every avenue that they could, you know, get involved with, you know, to, to I guess, squeeze the orange, you know, to get the last drop of juice out of it, they seem to do that time and time again. And this is no exception. You know, they had their Yahoo deal or whatever, and now they're they're trying to get they what they want for any, anybody listening at home, you know, that, that doesn't quite understand what our point is. They want to get a London team. Now, because of everything that's went on in this country in the last few years, and then with the controversies in the NFL that have gone on in the last two, three years, they kind of had to put that on the back burner. That was like a little halted, and so what it means is that, um, you know, they're still there, but they know they can't do it right now. But what they want to do is they want to put a team there, but they don't want the team to have a different schedule. They want the team to play at 1 o'clock, just like they do in the United States. So by doing that at 1 o'clock, it equals 9 o'clock, you know, 9.30, you know, here, or whatever the start would be. And so that's why they're doing that. <clears throat> now, one, one caveat, somebody had brought this up to me this week. You know how in in the old days, uh, you know, I say old days, I mean, it probably if it goes back to, uh, well, I, I guess it would be late 70s. Cause I don't think it was really in the 80s because I remember watching the 1981 Super Bowl. And uh, I think the 1981 Super Bowl, the, the 49ers when they played the Bengals, I can remember watching that game, and I remember it was not that late. So I want to say that started, that game started somewhere around the 4 o'clock time span, somewhere in that, and maybe closer to five, but in that area. But there were times when the Super Bowl was actually like a one o'clock game. And somebody brought up a good point to me, because if this works out, and what they would ultimately want to do, they ultimately would love to have a Super Bowl played out of the country. So if they play this out of the country in England, that would mean that the Super Bowl here would really be like a one o'clock start again. They would have no way around that. <laughs> you know that? I mean, you're going to have a 1 o'clock Super Bowl. You know, I don't know how. I, I really can't imagine that they ever could get away with that. To move yeah, the Super Bowl out of the country. I, mean, I don't think well, they. Because that. that's the biggest event we have all year long in this country, bar none. Yes. You can't move that out of the country. There's, there's a, every city fights for that for years. You're going to move all that revenue out of the country. I mean, there would be an uproar. I, I, I think there would be calls for them to lose their collective, collective bargaining agreement and stuff. You know, 
Yeah. Well, and, and, and if you think um, about all well, the things that go on with that Super Bowl, Rich, if you think about that, wait, what's that? Rich, 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 Rich. If you think about everything that goes on there too, right? As far as like the Super Bowl, and and you know, I mean, let's face it, you got all the the Las Vegas betting, all the sideshows and everything that go, the entertainment. You know, I don't think you could do that at one o'clock. You'd probably be costing billions of dollars. You'd lose to do that that early nowadays with everything that's involved yeah, around it would, there. It would, be, you know, it would be a morning thing for you. It would be 10 in the morning for the West Coast. Yeah, how, how could you do that? I mean, that would almost eliminate the Super Bowl there. It would almost – you couldn't really do it, right? Because if you it's did a, do no, it – there's, no, there's no way they couldn't get away with that. They wouldn't – no, they couldn't get away with that. I mean, you that. certainly couldn't start the game at 6 o'clock in the morning there. No. I mean, that's what you'd no. have to do. There's no two ways around it. The time zone is not going to conform. It's a, you know, you're, you're not going to compromise the time zone. It is what it is. And you're not going to have the Super Bowl at, at 2 o'clock in the morning here. So I don't know what, you know, I think that would kind of nip it in the bud. I don't think you can do it there. But they still talk about doing it. So I don't know. They talk that's about little... doing that. And, and, you know, and the thing with the franchise, too, they would never be able to sign one free agent. And, and I, I would think people that got drafted by a London team would, like, hold out. They wouldn't want to go. I, I think it would be a debacle. Because you, you really want to live there if you're from here? No, I mean, I think you'd have to – seriously have major compensation for those people and you would have to have you know some kind of incentive because on the surface no i think that would be a major problem but rich they yeah, must the have their thing yeah but I they must the have a different way of thinking operate. yeah i mean because yeah, there must be, there must be some kind of revenue that we don't know about over there because because they're still boy, pushing oh boy, it they pushing for it yeah yeah exactly yeah. so so we're, we're out of the loop in some way I haven't figured it out yet but they're not backing down on this in fact they're doubling down on the regular london games and they've even made it so that it's a different time frame and of course we have our opinions on on our owner and why we're always there i mean instead of like concentrating on winning you don't see the patriots there you never see the patriots no. going there how come no. why is that right because the patriots you know, can't host super bowls See, the, the Patriots want to win Super Bowls. Our owner wants to host them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it really is. I, you know, we've seen them bow down to, you know, I think more than anything else you've seen this week, and we'll get into all this. Usually this will be our third segment. I'm, I'm kind of on a tangent here um, because we had such a dismal game. We will, of course, get into it. But you've seen here as uh, Goodell, you know, uh, had, had a, a private conversation and he picked the four owners. And let's face it, there's four owners that are really the top priority in this league. I won't say run the league, but there's four owners who have uh, – much higher authority than all the other owners. And that's obviously the Rooney family in Pittsburgh, Jerry Jones in Dallas. You have Tish Mara in, uh, in New York with the Giants, and now, of course, Bob Kraft in New England. And that's the four that he met with. And so, you know, don't discount that because, it, it, you know, it, obviously those are the power figures as far as the owners go, correct? Yeah, there's no question. Always has been. Kraft is the new one to the group, but yeah. Yeah. And and, and they got – well, Kraft is the new one now. And and they basically have – you know, they they gave them a Super Bowl in New York, so they even bowed to that. I don't think that will happen again, but – who knows? Maybe it will. And uh, and Kraft, you say he's not looking for Super Bowls? I think because of the way the other one went. But I think that was certainly in the line, and I still wouldn't rule that out in the future. I still would not rule that out, that they try to do that again at a certain point. may not be for another – you know, yeah, I don't think his stadiums. 
I don't think a stadium's conducive to that. It's not nice enough. It's not nice enough, and it's not new enough, and it's also not. I don't think they have the hotels close enough to to bring in all those people. You know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a possibility. But uh, you know, I wouldn't completely discount it. There's certainly ways around that and renovations and stuff. Sure. All right. Oh, so yeah. we, uh, yeah, I guess we have no choice. And uh, you know, this is not fun. But uh, Miami Dolphins, twenty to nothing. Uh, if they could have looked any worse than they did against the Jets, I think they found a way to do it. It's, no, they um, definitely looked worse. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's I really don't know. unbelievable. I'm at, I'm at a loss for words. I mean. I, you know, they just played two teams that are in trouble and made them look great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they really turned both those team seasons around. I think they're both at 500, and, you know, we have a lot to do with that. Um, where do I start with something like this? I mean, you have <laughs> Jay Ajayi goes home. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jay Ajayi goes home. It's the big homecoming for him. You know, he's going to run it up. He, he winds up with 46 yards. But like you said, I think it all ultimately comes down to that first drive. And the Miami Dolphins offense looks pretty decent. They uh, they move the ball down. They look like they're going to take charge of this game. They get to the three-yard line, and then they go in this really strange formation. And everybody says, wow, look at this formation. And what it is is it's basically lining everybody up on the left side so you have one-on-one coverage with Thomas, the tight end, and Jay Cutler throws an absolutely abysmal fade pass. Way short, way early, and it is easily picked and up. Way low. Picked off. Way low. <laughs> low, yeah. low, short, and like with nothing on it, wobbling around. Now, I don't like the play call. I'm never a fade guy. But I understand, you know, when you have the personnel and certain people can use it to their advantage. What I well, see, a fade is fine if it's thrown high and long because it's either a touchdown or an incomplete pass. But I've never seen a fade pass show thrown low and slow, slow wobbling and short. I mean, it's easy to throw a fade pattern because usually if you miss it, you're into the first row with it. Right, right, right. Usually you overthrow it. You never see it underthrown. Yeah, and never. And I, you know, you're never gonna any any pass that's thrown like that is never gonna be successful. That's for sure. So, uh, very strange how you know he throws it like that, and, and it almost looked to me Thomas, either he wasn't ready for that at that time, or he he didn't even think he was getting the play. He looked confused. He didn't even look like he was expecting that. To me, he didn't. Well, I don't. Even if he was expecting it, he never could have turned. There's no, no way he could have done his body to get back to that. You know, unless he jumped on the guy's back and just interfered with him. I mean, but there's if really you look, when he turns around, yeah. when he turns yeah, his like, head, the yeah, ball is almost intercepted at that point. The ball is there. Mm-hmm. When he turns his head, it's practically in the defender's hands at that point. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Yeah. And they never recovered yeah. from that. That that changed no. the whole complexion of the game. They never recovered. They really never had any threatening offensive drive again after that. And uh, you know what should have been a seven nothing Miami Dolphin lead, you know, turned into a day where they weren't going to score a point. And you know, you just watched um, Drew Brees not even in Drew Brees form, just doing what he needed to do, not making mistakes, hitting guys here or there. You know, and and it just. It really was disheartening for a Miami Dolphin fan to see that happen. And I say, you know, what happens if they score there? Does that game change? Does the season change? I don't know. I kind of think it does. But now I, I think, think you're in a they, bad they territory. 20 to 7. <laughs> 
Yeah. See, I don't think so. We've talked about this, and you're sure of that. I don't think yeah. so. I think uh, I don't that know. I don't, I, I mean, they were over. two for 22 on third downs. That one play changed that. I think you know? so. I think that I think that having that whole because don't forget, man. They they really didn't you know, even well, they had a lot of score in the Jets I mean, game. They were basically only, like no scoring at all. Like in the Jet game, yeah, they, they well, scored a garbage time. Like, okay, but like they went like almost a half. They're only down three nothing, right at halftime. Right, this game, it was almost, yes, this it, was game. almost it was almost nothing, nothing at halftime. So they have yeah. three nothing at halftime. Like if, if that one play destroyed them, they're still in the game into the third quarter. You know, like why would that one play destroy them so much? Like you're telling me if they scored there, they would have scored more. I don't see it. Well, I you know I guess like the, the, the normal rationale would say you're right, twenty to seven. But yeah, I kind of think that when that didn't work out. It it changed the you know everything with that offense. I think that they kind of well. First of all, I guess you can just start with Jay Cutler. It seemed like it changed him. It seemed like he had no confidence after that drive. He was doing nothing. And I, yeah. I and it, I don't know, you know I don't we know have what to, his problem is. Yeah, I don't I know mean, what his problem is. Me and you have always talked about Cutler, and what's the one thing I always – I can't stand that goofy look that he has on his face sometimes, right? It yeah, just seems like he's so cool. I know. Well, I'm seeing it more than I've ever seen it before. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally seeing the, the, the negative we talked about more than I've ever seen him on any other team. It's like week in, week out. And, of course, they're all talking about the famous wildcat play and, and the way he looked on that. And, you know, you, you've seen the picture, you've seen the video, how he's basically lined up with his hands on his hips and doesn't even move. Now, I understand he may not be getting the ball, but don't you have to sell that a little bit? Don't you have to pretend like maybe you're going to get the ball? No, maybe it's a trick no. play? Don't you have to do something? I, it was just ridiculous, the, the, the body language there. And I understand why people are getting fed up. But you're in a bad situation now. And you have to, you know, well, Gase already went out on a limb and, and said that, you know, he's keeping, you know, he's the starting quarterback next week. So, you well, know, so he's, avoid he's that. not alarmed yet. What what takes away? Was they have to light his room on fire to get alarmed? <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I <laughs> think he's not alarmed yet. What this guy is a scare. <laughs> I think no doubt about it. What have you seen that doesn't make you alarmed? I mean, I'd be scared if I'm the head coach right now. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, let's take a quick break and now we'll come on back and continue. This is Jake Scott. Listen to the Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has a solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404 409 0746 and fanatics.com if you love the Miami Dolphins then you need to visit fanatics.com once again that's Finn P-H-I-N and now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host Pat Catello
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we recap the Miami Dolphins' uh, dismal display out in uh, London as they lose 20 to nothing against the New Orleans Saints. And uh, to quote the uh, great Miami Mike Minervini, Oh, baby, <laughs> it was very ugly, and now the Miami Dolphins <laughs> are in bad shape, Rich. I, I, I mean, you're one and two here. And you can easily be 0 and 3. Where usually we're talking about, well, this team could have been 3 and 0. Really, they could have been 0 and 3. Very easily, one missed field goal. Yeah, they should be 0 and 3. Let's leave it they at that. They should be 0 and 3. We got we lucked out on that. I mean, it was a missed 41 yarder or something. I mean, it was a chip yeah. shot. Yeah, it should. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, the first area of concern that I, I see, and we've talked about the offensive line tremendously. I think the offensive line, pass-wise, has been status quo. Uh, they, they can't run the ball at all. They're, they're not a dominating offensive line. They cannot run the ball. When you cannot run the ball and you have a quarterback who's you know shaky, um, that, that's just going to lead to disaster. But they, they really – they're not no, playing like the offensive line or is it a jai? I think it's more the offensive line than the Jahi, because when he seems to have holes, he's able to break them and then break some tackles. So I just remember he's still that, the, that knee is cranky again, you know, that knee's bothering him. And that's, yeah, you know, is, that's why he dropped in the draft. But have you seen any hole? I mean, would you tell me what you've seen with a Jahi that would lead you to believe that his knee is the problem? Because I see him. I don't know. Not I think he's getting hit in the backfield too much. I don't think he's aggressive enough. I think he's waiting. You know, I know, I know there's penetration and stuff, but I think he's waiting too long. Like they're right they're, You know, I think he hesitates in the backfield too much. I don't know. I mean, I see him getting hit in the backfield. I think you're right about that. I don't know how you blame a guy who's getting hit. What's the guy doing in the backfield? Because I think well, I think because he's changing direction. I don't think he's taking the initial hole. I don't think no, he's running where think he's there. supposed to. You're right well, about that. He's he's cutting everything yeah. outside. And there's been some plays yeah. where he's like in this New Orleans game. He took it outside and he got a 14 yard gain. So there's some success yeah. taking it out. But don't you think that that hole is not originally there, and that's why he's taking it out? I guess so, but you got to keep pounding that. That's how you get the hole open, you know? Yeah, well, you might be right about that, but when, when you're going three and out so many times, they just That's they all don't they do. I know. run a game. The whole offense right. looks awful. I mean, it, it, it's probably the line. It's probably a jahi. Our receivers aren't doing anything either. Obviously, you know, I don't know who's making them run two, three-yard patterns all the time. Yeah. And there you was know, a couple ridiculous. of overviews. I mean, Landry is uh, non-existent this year. I guess they're just trying to get rid of him, huh? I guess that's the plan, make him look bad, and then we have an excuse to let him leave? Well, he's certainly not Jay Cutler's favorite target. We know that. So, yeah. you know, that just attributes to what you just said. And we know the organization does not like him. Tannenbaum did not draft him. It's not his guy. If they really wanted to keep him, they would have found a way to, to make a contract before this gets to a head, and it's already heading there. Um, the, the, the man's going to be a free agent. You know, there's so many telling signs that I see. You know that lead me to believe that the you know the way he separated himself from the controversy of the kneeling. You didn't see him kneel. You don't see him controversial because I think he wants to leave everything open. He's about you know Landry and he wants to make sure that the Dallas Cowboys and every other team you know do not have a reason for him not to be there. So it just seems to me that this is a guy who who really thinks that he might be on the move. And it's ironic that his counterpart Odell Beckham Jr. You know, his ex-roommate and the LSU's teammate, you know, is also 
also having a lot of problems as far as, you know, controversy and stuff in New York. So, and there's talks that he might be on the trading block. So, you know, I think there is something that's going to come out of this. I think that, like you said, Landry is going to be shopped around and probably not even shopped around because I, I think no, he's going to be a free agent. But yeah. there's ways that you can protect him, obviously. You know, I mean, you can, yeah, you know, why, can protect if you're, him. If you're not going to defranchise him as idiotic. You know what I mean? But, they, you know, like I said, the longer you wait, the more it costs you anyway. So if they are planning to keep them and they're waiting, they're stupid because it's going to cost them more money. But that seems like the M.O., what they do here. Yeah, it is. I think what they're looking to do is maybe tender him so that if somebody signs him, they get a couple picks for him. I think that's what they are looking yeah, to probably. do. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how well, well not, those work out. Yeah, and that's not a team that's looking to win with that, that's, that does that. It's really not. A team that's looking to win does not allow that to happen to their top guy. That's my problem with this organization. They're not looking to win. And I can see through it. You know, it's just the, the way it's set up. Or, you know, basically maybe if they are looking to win, they don't know how to do it. Yeah. Because it's a clueless uh, organization. If they're, if they're either sabotaging it on purpose or they have no clue. And it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, it probably is a little bit of both, and 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 when you have this, the decisions seem to be much more business-based decisions than on the field decisions. And so, whenever you have something like that, you really cannot say that the team is looking to win. You know, I, it it kind of falls in a different category for me, anyway. Um, and, but winning organizations you know, think, don't give up home games to go to London. Yeah, that you could start right there. You're absolutely right about this whole London thing. I mean, you know, uh, the fact that they're there all the time, whenever they could possibly be there, speaks volumes. Yeah, there's th- there's you, 32 teams in this league. Why do we got to go every year? You, you don't know? see the top teams. You don't see the teams that are competing no. to win Super Bowls there. And you certainly don't see them giving up their uh, um, their home home field for a game to do it. Right? I'm really shocked that you haven't heard an outcry from the city of Miami that gave them all the stadium concessions and everything. You know, because you look how much revenue a home game costs. It's only eight anyway. It's not like they're hosting playoff games down there. So there's eight yeah. games. Now there's seven. They gave them all that money, and they take away the same game, which would have been full because people from New Orleans would have came over and can drive there, right? Yeah. I don't know how right? that so works. Like, you you take away you know, all the revenue from the hotels and the airports and the – you know, and the food and everything, and and you know, taking away a home game—that's a lot of revenue for the for the city and the surrounding area. So it's amazing how, like, you don't even hear anything about that. Yeah, no, it is. I and again, I tell you this: I don't know what the situation is with revenue in London. I have to think that they're getting revenue somehow more than you think. Oh, they Especially are. Ross is. But it doesn't trickle down to the hotels and the restaurants of you know of Fort Lauderdale and South Beach. You know that's they're not they're getting screwed. The people working at the stadium are getting screwed. You know. Yeah. You know, we're guess, definitely compensated. We know that. And that I guess that falls into you know with this hurricane of why they weren't playing it at another location. That factors in there because they have to. Have, you know, appease, I guess, the city in that for that reason there. Well, they right? weren't going to lose another home game. They were only going to have six. Yeah. You know, they would only be down to six home games. They weren't going to do that. 
Right, right. And so I guess that's what it boils down to as far as that goes. Um, but still, you know, as far as a football team and the advantages that go into that, it seems like they are certainly taking, you know, a lot of the advantage they would have away by these business decisions that they're making. And now they have their home opener, you know, against the Titans, right, coming up. Yep. And that's you know, so that you know, that's their next step now. And um, I, I, the one caveat that I would say, I've been telling you all along, this is going to be a strange year, and it's already shaping up that way. This is the year where you know any team can beat any team. I told you, I seen it coming, and it's, yeah. the parody is bizarre. Only the Dolphins haven't gotten the memo yet. <laughs> they, they must not realize that they can actually beat teams too. They got um, it. They didn't but, read the whole thing, though. They they read any team can beat any team. They didn't read the part they can win too they exactly. didn't read that part yeah. they didn't read the last yeah, paragraph yep absolutely yeah. so if uh you know if, if you look at it from a football standpoint right we know the offense is is really not clicking at all um <laughs> uh, and and not to, to harp on it but you know i'm going to go two steps further first of all let's stay on cutler for a second okay you agree with the decision i mean you have to admit that if matt moore was in that jet game you know, you think that it might have been different. I'm not saying they would have won, and I'm not saying that, you know, he, he could go the whole season. But it's certainly looking more and more like that. But you're committed. Are you in agreement well, that to me yesterday, how do you not go to Matt Moore at halftime after that abysmal first half? I think I mean, it's because of the psyche. Yeah, I think because Jay Cutler. The guy's a veteran. I mean, you know, Johnny Unitas has been pulled from games. I mean, come on. Okay, I'm not they saying I wouldn't have done it. to put Strzok in opening day. I, I mean, I'm not, you know. Yes, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it. I'm giving you what I think is going on is Adam Gase is saying to himself, I called this guy out of retirement. He didn't want to play. I basically forced him to play. I begged him to play. He's here now, and I'm going to be loyal to him, and I would never do that to him, especially this early in the year. I'm going to give him time to get his groove. I think that's what's going on there. If I had a wager a guess, that's where I would go with that. Yeah, I feel so sorry for Cutler. I mean, they, they forced him out of retirement for $10 million. Yeah, I know. I, listen, that's, that's the other side of it, and I agree with you. I mean, Absolutely. I don't feel sorry either. <laughs> Coming out no. for ten million dollars. Is he still making the ten million? Yes, of course he is. Yeah. So yeah, so, I'm just telling you what I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm just telling you what I think is going through the no, mind. I, right I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you, but the, 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 as the weeks keep going on, I'm still waiting to see Adam Gay's guru, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, and you're justified here. You know, I, I gave it some time, and you know. Uh, when we were talking about that, you know, earlier, and I, you know, but you know, you, you know what, you're absolutely justified in saying that. Uh, we've been watching this, you know, now for a few years, and the only thing I will say is, Rich, I honestly, I think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than people have given him credit for, and I think that's starting to come out a little bit. And the only improvement that I seen, like with, with Gase, I did see an improvement with Ryan Tannehill, and I thought that that might, you know, have been something. You know, because I did see him yeah, playing much I, better. I'll give you that, but, but like, you know, uh, you know, look look how Shula adapted when Greasy got hurt. He put on a quarterback that was 117 years old and went undefeated. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, like, you know, he has a veteran. You know, you could compare him to Earl Morrow. He's not as old as Earl was at the time. But, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be as successful as Earl was, but, I mean, he shouldn't be inept. 
No, he shouldn't. And and to stay on topic with what we were saying, I think that you really owe it, you know, to maybe have made that move, even if it was for just a half of football against the Jets or against the New Orleans Saints, just to let Matt Moore come in. And I guess, you know, what I think he's worried about is the quarterback controversy. I think he's worried about having to feel the quarterback controversy every week if he does it. That's what he's concerned with, because in all honesty, you know, that uh, bringing him in may have sparked that team. You may have won that game or at least had a shot at it, but I don't think – I think he's afraid well, to – Well, when, when you're two for come. 22 on a third down, I think it's time to make a switch. I mean, obviously this guy can't do it. I mean, yeah. you can't for, – forget about scoring. He can't get a first down. Now, that being said – you would have made the switch then? Would you make it for this Sunday? What do you do going into the Titan game? What would you do? Yeah, I, I would have I would have benched him. I would have benched him in, I would have benched him in the Jet game. I would have benched him. I would have benched him right. in the third quarter of the Jet game when that when it wasn't uh, wasn't when it was still in reach. But for sure, if I didn't do it then, I certainly would have done it at halftime yesterday. Okay, and now in the situation that they're in right now, do you still start Cutler coming into the Tennessee game? I wouldn't, but they're going to. Yeah, no, I know they're gonna. But you're saying you would go to Matt Moore week? No, I would week, go with Matt Moore or, now. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Cutler get, would be on a short leash. Like I would give him the first Cutler quarter to show me something. To, not even give Cutler a chance to to start his, uh, at home. He's been on the road all year. Like you don't give him a chance to start one game at home. Well, well, he wouldn't. Have, he would have been on the bench before that if I was the head coach. So yeah, it I got would, that. It would, he would have been gone already. I mean, going into this game, if you're going to start him, I wouldn't give him more than the first quarter. If he looks the same again. If it's the same thing again, I, I, he's got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. One thing I will say too is. Um, there was a lot of animosity I mean, the kids with the training, fans. The kids in training camp look better than this. And one thing I'll say, though, Rich, there was a lot of animosity towards him from the Dolphin fans. They were mocking him in the end zone. And so I don't anticipate a very warm welcome for this for him uh, at the home opener. I mean, we'll see if no, I'm wrong. No, no way. They're gonna, if he comes out flat like this, they're going to boo him like crazy. Well, I, I, I'm saying if, I don't even goes. think. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> if I'm saying right from up. the start. Right from the start, I don't think he's going to get a warm reception is what I'm saying. No. Oh, you mean when they introduce him, you mean? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get a warm reception. I think oh, that's of course. There... Why would he? And we hit on this last week, and I want to know. I think there's a lot of dissension in that locker room. I know that well, Landry I'm sure number unhappy. 14 isn't happy about yeah. his playing. Well, I just said that. Yeah. I, I Absolutely. I yeah. just said that. I think that Landry is extremely unhappy, and I think that I think I think this, most of the receivers are probably unhappy. Not most. I think Devontae Parker is ecstatic. <laughs> no, there's one guy. Yeah, him. But I think the rest of them are not happy. I don't think Stills is happy. No, you know? no. Devontae Parker all of a sudden went to the number one spot. So yeah. yeah, he might be. Although he's not really doing much. I mean, this is a guy who was yeah. supposed to be well, a star. Let's be honest, though, too. I mean, you know, this is year two. Year three of Tannenbaum's, like, you know, controlling the draft, right? And now yeah. we have two years of no impacts on draft picks. You know, th- you know, 50% of last year's draft was cut and re-signed to the practice squad this year from last year. And we don't have anybody that's an impact from this draft at all. You know, the second-round yeah. guy got hurt. The first-round guy seems to be a bust. 
You know, I mean, Tunzel's, you know, playing okay from last year in the first round, but, I mean, he's not lighting it up. I mean, no, nobody thinks that we drafted, uh, you know, Anthony Munoz there, you know? Right. And if you cannot be effective, uh, very strong with your draft, eventually it's going to come back to you. And that's what we're seeing now. You had ran off the picks, and there's not many of them. So, uh, you know, the Dolphin drafts have, have, have certainly not been – uh, stellar by any stretch of the imagination, and and you know if if that continues, then the Miami Dolphins are going to be in bad shape. Now I'm not going to take the defense off the hook because there's a lot of areas on the defense that I'm not happy about. So let's take a, a quick break. When we come on back, I want to discuss the defense and all the problems we have there. Right back after this. Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends show with your host, Pat Catello. Dolphins Legend Show, Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant. As we uh, broadcast live, the Miami Dolphins have uh, lost their London game 20 to nothing versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, be sure to check us out on iTunes. You can go right to iTunes. Uh, just go uh, right to the, the podcast section, search Pat Catello uh, Show, and it'll come right up. And you can subscribe to us, so it'll automatically come right onto your phone. And of course, you can. Uh, Write us at PatCatelloShow at Yahoo.com. Uh, we've gotten uh, a lot of emails and stuff, which I uh, would like to, uh, you know, start uh, reading some as, as some people have, uh, 
you know, given uh, some comments and stuff like that and some different questions and that, which we'll try to bring in, uh, in our segment uh, towards the end as we go on. Uh, Rich, the one thing that I want to say um, is, you know, the defense uh, seems to – have been uh, able to, to get around most of the criticism that has been on the offense, but in all likely they haven't been terrible, but they haven't been great. And I look at the I look at that line, and you have uh, I think the most expensive uh, nose guard or interior lineman in football, and uh, and then you have you know Cameron Wake who is supposed to be this superstar, which you know to be quite honest with you. He disappears. I've said that for you know for a while now. He's a very streaky player, but when he disappears, he disappears. I mean, he's been non-existent almost. He hasn't had a great year. He's only got two sacks in three games. I mean, you know, you want to hear you want to hear a funny stat? The Dolphin yeah. defense is ranked third in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think because you know they've done a lot of things. You know, their offense has been so terrible, right? We know that, and so the 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 Dolphin defense, I guess, they haven't allowed a tremendous amount of points, but you know they they break. You know, they they've gotten to the point where you know I guess they uh, you know they they can't hold the 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 fort down forever. You know, I'm not saying they've been terrible because they haven't, but the one differences that I see this year is that they do not have any of the turnovers that they had in past years. And that's a big thing. None. They don't have any, right? Do we have any turnovers yet? Nothing. I mean, they may have one somewhere, but they certainly don't have anything that's uh, given them any points, right? And that's what they've done in the past. That's a big thing. It's huge. I mean, that's that's huge. that's, that's, That's a really big thing. You know, you know, um, you know, you know with Cameron Wake too. Remember, the guy's almost thirty-five years old, so it's going to come to an end soon. But there's also no pass rush from the other side. Yeah, we have I, never I, recovered from letting Vernon leave. You know. Yeah, but you know, the point I mean, I understand his age, but you know, he's still, you know. But yeah, but they double team him because there's no threat on the other side. I, I only know him. I, I see him as having one sack. I don't know where you see this other sack. I think he only has. He one had a sack, sack against the Jets, or he had one against the Jets. The first well, play he, of the game last week. Yeah. Scott okay. Two. All right. So you know, if you think about it, right? I mean, the point I make with him is is that you know, and this is not even this year. I mean, even in the past few years, he seems to. He seems to disappear for a, a while at a time, and then he gets streaky, right? And that now. I understand he's a good ball player, but you want to regard him, and a lot of people want to regard him as as the top top, uh, you know, defensive end in football. I don't see it. I don't think he's in that class. Well, I don't think he is at this age. I think he was a couple of years ago. I think he was. Well, he got hurt two years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's had so, good years. Yeah, I you know, maybe he hasn't been the same since the injury. But the guy's almost thirty-five years old. He's not going to have twenty sacks anymore. You defend him an awful lot, though. I've never seen this defense dominate. What am I defending? Like I'm saying, well, you know, he's been a hell of a ball player for a long time. And but the guy's thirty-five years old now. Hmm. Well, I don't know what he's yeah. expecting of him. There's a, it's a one-trick pony. There's nothing on the other side. The man's double-teamed. I mean, his motor never stops. He's always trying. It's like, you know, at the other side of the ball, there's nothing. We have never replaced Vernon. Yeah. And what about Sue? Uh, you know, a waste of money. Completely? He's going to put a 350-pound guy there with half his talent, and he does the same thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, do, do you see any difference between him and Soleil? No, I, honestly, I don't. I don't think, I don't think that uh, Sue has has ever been what you know we thought he would be. Um, he's no. certainly not the same player that you know we've seen um, when he was with Detroit. Uh, he does some no. good things, but you know it doesn't seem to be the uh, the dominant guy. You know. I don't think yeah. he'll be there much longer because they'll have to salary cap him at some point. You know, it's going to get to the point where you can't be paying this guy $25 million a year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, you know, the other guys, I mean, Andre Branch, obviously you're not too high on him. He's okay. I mean, nothing special. Well, the reason I say is because you keep saying, like, there's nobody on the other side of Wake. But, I mean, you have well, Branch, you have Tr- I think William Hayes is a pretty good ball player. I'm glad that I think that's a good pickup, but he's a veteran guy, you know. And yeah. I know you don't like Jordan Phillips. He's been hurt anyway, but I know you don't really like him, who, you know, is, is oh, he's an interior. But he's, yeah. an, he's an interior lineman, but he's awful. Yeah, he's interior, but he he, he rushes. See, that's the thing with, with with Sue. He's an interior guy, but he doesn't really get to the quarterback at all, you know. Um, Not so, he used to. <laughs> yeah, he, he used to. All the time. I know. Yeah. I, I know. I it, It's. It's strange, uh, but you know, um, we differ as far as the linebackers go. I mean, I think that. Uh, well, no, we. I shouldn't say we differ because I don't think that. I don't think that they are, you know, um, a big play linebacking crew by any stretch. But I think Kiko Alonso is better. That's for damn sure. Yeah, well, because it seems like they're always in in positions to do what they're not good at doing. Does that make yeah. sense? I guess so, I, but you know, I mean, I see other people like you know, well, you know, people catch the ball across the middle, they get hit right away. Our, you know, they catch the ball across the middle in front of our linebackers. It's always like a ten, twelve yard play. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. But again, I just think that you know, they they don't seem to be in the right positioning, and it seems like they're always chasing, like you said. And I think a lot of that is because of that. Um, I think a lot of times when you see Kiku Alonso chasing somebody, it's not even his guy that he's chasing. I think somebody else usually blows a coverage in the secondary. Um, and then, of course, you have the, you know, the secondary itself. Uh, I, think, I think Xavier Howard you know, is a promising guy, but you, you, know, you seem to think it is what it is with him. And then you have you know, uh, a, a big question mark at you know, your other corners. Um, and you know, besides having Rashad Jones back there, um, you know, it, it, it's not a strong secondary. Awful. It's one of our weakest links. Yeah, but then you say, uh, you know, that, that the, um, the defense is ranked, you know, whatever it's ranked. So, yeah, you know, we played I, two abysmal teams that gave up 20 points both weeks. So, you know, yeah. I, I guess that has something to do with it, you know. You know, stats don't tell the whole story. You know that. No, they don't. That's what I'm saying. I think that that's, you know, an, uh, an illusion. I, I said basically. it was a funny stat. I didn't say it was a good stat. Yeah. Will you see the pass rush where you think it should be? No. I don't see anything the way it should be. The whole team's been playing. I, I, I really can't put my finger on anybody and say, wow, they've had a good year so far. Can you? Um, uh, that's a no. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is a no. I guess it's it taking is it that no. long. It's a no. Yeah, there's no I one. It, I, no. I mean, you know, our, our special teams haven't been any good. You know, the, the uh, you know, our, our kicking duo stunk. 
Yeah, our punter Hack is just you know he's really. Well, I really can't. Uh, I really can't say that anybody on Parker. He missed an extra point. He hit four against San Diego, and he really hasn't lined up for a field goal since. Well, I was going to say Parky. That was the name that came, but it's way too early. Yeah. I'm not going to say he is. Yeah, no, you can't say nothing about him. Winner. He missed an extra point. He had four the week before, and he hasn't lined up for a field goal since. Yeah, I would have said him. Like I said, he came to mind, yeah. but I'm not going to go there because it's just too early. But if, you, you know, if that's your best player, you're in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. And you know what? I, I have a hard time finding somebody else who's really doing anything that's that special. No, there's nobody. Julius so, Thomas, I mean, I, I can see why Jacksonville gave him away. And you know what? He's been in the game plan many oh, yeah. times. I know. Yep. I mean, no, he had a 22-yard pass play. That was, you know, He was wide open yesterday. Yeah. Big deal. I mean, there was no one within 15 yards of him, you know? I'm not going to get crazy about that. It was blown coverage. Yeah. And at a certain point, you know, where do you go with your coaching staff? I mean, you know, this the Adam Gase thing, like you said, and I know you're very critical. You haven't seen, the, you know, the quarterback guru, and I agree. I mean, there's nothing quarterback other than the work on that. He calls all the plays. I haven't seen the offensive guru in this in this guy. I, I don't see – I don't know what the attraction was. And, you know, look, when they first got him and they were praising what a great job he did with color the year before, I didn't understand any of that either. I mean, his stats were identical identical to Tannehill's. So what was, and you know, there were six and 10, the Miami Dolls were six and 10. What was so yeah. special about his six and 10? I don't really yeah. get it. No, we had discussed that and, and you're right. I mean, as far as uh, they were identical and, you know, you why know, like I said, he's got two games now to show, to change something and show something. And he couldn't, he couldn't deliver it. And this is against the bottom of the league here. Yeah. It's going to get harder. I mean, you know, we've talked scary. about the schedule. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about the schedule. I mean, it's not getting now, now, yeah, the Titans coming in. The Titans coming in. I don't know what Mariota's status is. I think he's still hurt. But, you know, they're they saying, gave up 57 points yesterday. They're saying day-to-day. From the reports that I got right before we went on the air tonight, um, it's looking like he is going to play. They're saying that he's going to start practicing on Wednesday. But that could change. But right now it's looking like he's probably going to start. Um but, you know, even if he doesn't, I mean, you've got the Titans, you don't know what to get in there, and then you're at the Falcons in that place. That's going to be a real tough game, right? And then you got Can the you Jets the Bills coming beat them home. there yesterday? Well, I think that the Bills – no, it is, it is an upset. I'm not going to cherry code it. it. It is. I was very surprised that they were able to do that. But I think what you're That's finding insane. out is that the Bills are, you know, a more physical team, and they have some talent there. They're better than you, you think they are. They're not great. But they're they're well rounded and they're physical, you know. So they're able to stay in games and do some stuff, um, you know. And then if they get any play out of you know their quarterback, then you know they can win games. And they so far they've done that. Um, you know, maybe Todd, Todd Bowles. I mean, you know, uh, he got yeah, to tip your hat a little bit to him. He's he's done a pretty good job with nothing there. Most people thought he'd be zero and four. You know, he's two and two right now. He's got you know. I'm not saying he's playing top, top teams, but, you know, I mean, why <laughs> well, are the Dolphins? Well, the one thing, thing he's doing, he's guaranteeing them they're not going to get a quarterback in the draft next year. So no, it's, that's not his job. His job is to, <laughs> oh, I know job is to, go, I know, to win the games. But the, um, the but, reason why know, I'm saying that, Rich, they're Rich, better the off to win three than they are to win six. Listen, yeah. the reason why I'm saying that is because you're so quick to, 
to put down like the the Jets and the Bills. But why are their coaching staff and their team why is it performing better than these high class, high profile coaching staff that we have? Adam Gase, Tannenbaum, why are they performing better and seem to be getting more out of their team? That's why I'm bringing. Well, you just answer your own question because our fish stinks from the head. You know, Russ is a bad owner, and he hired the worst available, you know, executive that was out there. I mean, this guy was a failure with with the Jets. He got miserably fired with the Jets. The guy did nothing over there. And, yeah, you know, the guy's fair. on the street basically doing a different job, and he was begged to come back and ruin our organization. And he's Rich, doing a hell of a fair. job. That, that's fair, but you're, you're, you're taking Adam Gase off the hook. That he's got I don't like Adam, I'm not saying I like Adam Gase. I, like no, I said, I, mean, I, I, never, I never was an Adam Gase fan. I didn't no, understand the hiring, hiring, and I didn't understand why they went out to get this guy like, like it was some kind of coup. I never saw anything special with this guy. Well, that's what I'm talking about, though. I'm trying to tell you that the Jets and the Buffalo Bills are getting more out of their team. Their coaching staff's getting more out of their team than Adam Gase is out of his, and he has a lot more talent, in my eyes, on this Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a big Adam Gase guy. I'm not. What am I going to defend them? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's something that's got to change. It's going to be interesting to see. Now, we have the uh, the Titans coming to town, and you know they were playing really good, but then they get upset and they look really bad. And I don't know how much is attributed to Mariota getting hurt. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this you know basically shakes out this week. I, I will say that. You know, like you said, I think that Cutler has about a half a football to perform, and if he doesn't, I really think you have to make some kind of a of a move. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. You know, I, I, mean, I apologize. Like, I mean, you th- you ex- you expect the light to come on in this guy's head all of a sudden and playing great? I mean, I think it is what it is at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I expect them to be playing better. I do. But if, if if it's not by, you know, a half a football, I think you have to make the change. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm, I thought he'd be much better. I really did. I thought he'd be much better at this juncture. You know, so I'm surprised. I really am. I mean, I, I hate to be, uh, you know, basically, you know, so downtrodden in a whole show. But what do you expect? 20 to nothing, you know, again, uh, you know, what what are we supposed to be? You can't sugarcoat this anymore. They're in last place of a bad division. Yeah. I mean, how much more are we going to sugarcoat it, you know? It is what it is. It's lackluster at best. Hopefully we'll have something better to talk about next week, but that's what I got. (laughs) Not fun. fun. And I definitely agree with you. It's ridiculous. You know, we we, we all... We lost you, Rich. Say it again. I said, we always envisioned when Marino retired that this was going to be rough. But did you really think it would be pushing 20 years of this? <laughs> yeah. Not fun. Really not fun. Hopefully the uh, Miami Dolphins could turn it around because it's uh, it's certainly not a fun thing. But, um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. That's our show, everybody, and we'll see you next Monday on the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Catch us on iTunes, and uh, hopefully we'll have some better news. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. 
Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window alone. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.